This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast, session number 140, Movement Beyond Mistakes. Hi there, and welcome to session number 140 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a long time away from it, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So I get to share yet another conversation with a dancer entrepreneur from Germany, And I love how he worked through his mistakes. He learned along the way, and that didn't stop him. His age didn't stop him. His lack of experience didn't stop him. And because of that, he is reaping the benefits of persistence and tenacity and patience. So here is my conversation with dancer-entrepreneur, Damian Rogachevsky of Germany from the DMA Dance Center. Thank you for joining me. Hi, this is Damian, dancer and choreographer from Germany, and you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Dance being a universal language, it is still fascinating how different countries approach this art form. My special guest today is a dancer, a choreographer, and an entrepreneur with three dance studios in Germany, as well as several first place standings with his dance company in various competitions throughout Europe. He is also the co-founder of a dance clothing brand called Dance Aware, the purpose being passion and community, and their philosophy is, quote, be a dancer with all your heart and be aware of your uniqueness. Be dance aware, end quote. Here is my conversation with Damian Rogachevsky of DMA Dance Center. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Damian. How are you doing? Hi, Annette. I'm doing fine. Oh, my gosh. It's a... a little past 11 in Germany. It's a little bit past two in Los Angeles. I love technology that we can do something like this and communicate when we're in two different parts of the world. And um, obviously, we've come together with this commonality of dance and entrepreneurship. And I absolutely love these conversations. And I love finding people that not only are passionate about what they do, whether it's dance or something else, but really take the time to engage others and bring others along and help teach others so that they can grow in their dance or whatever it is that they're pursuing. And that's the impression that I got about you. And we'll go back, we'll go into that in this conversation. So I know that um, you started DMA Dance Center in 2011 with three of your best friends. Can you talk about what that process was like? How is it working with your best friends? Do you guys clash or does is it pretty smooth in the business operations? Can you talk a little bit about that? So um, we were together in a dance school. So we danced and it was just like a hobby for us. And then we just noticed that um, we are pretty good at teaching. And so we thought, all right, let's do a dance school. Let's found a Let's found a dance school, and uh, we did. I was eighteen at the time, and my my colleague was was about twenty, so so we were pretty young, and we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't really think about many things we do now because we didn't have um, we didn't have 
um, any idea about the business part. And um, yeah, this was a challenge for us. But we figured it out with, uh, with time. Did you figure it out because you got mentorship or just figured it out based on just being in it and building the business and finding out what worked and what didn't? Just being in business and making a lot of mistakes and mistake after mistake. And after the fifth mistake, you just have to learn because, uh, yeah, your business depends on it. So this was our path. Kind of. Did you did you guys all have different skill sets coming in, D and did you know what you were strong at and what you would handle coming into the business? Um, at first, at first we didn't, and uh, it kind of um, evolved with time. And um, at first we were we were just uh, we were just dancing together, and then um, everybody got um, his own strengths and weaknesses, and we just found out with time. How is that now, now that you have an established business with multiple locations, how has that um, developed? Why did you decide to do multiple locations? Was that something that your students asked or you thought, oh, it'd be cool to have more than one location? How did that come about? Uh, it was both. Um, we had a lot of students from other cities and we are pretty strong on Instagram and on social media in general. So um a lot of students from um, other cities were just texting us. Um, when do you come to Munich or when do you come to Nuremberg or other cities? And then we just thought, all right, just do it. Are your business partners involved with you in your dance clothing business? Or is that something that um, you're doing with uh, your girlfriend? I know she's also a founder yeah, of yeah, that, yeah. right? So yeah. is it just the two of you or are, are your best friends also involved as well? Uh, it's just two of us. It's just two of us in this project. How how is that different from the dance studio business? What do you like one over the other? Have you is one easier than the other? What would you say about that? Because they're two different types. They're obviously dance related, but they're two different types of businesses. Um, it's completely different. You cannot really compare this. Um, it's it's the same niche, but um, you have to know and you have to do different things. So it's 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 really different. Did you get did you get feedback from your customers on improving the design? Because I know you had said something about how it, six months into it, you had wanted to uh, improve the design. Was that something that you got feedback on or you just decided yourself, we need to improve this? Partly we decided on our own because um, I'm a dancer my own. So I and when I don't like things. I just need them to get fixed. And um, on some issues, some issues we didn't see at first. And then we asked our students what they think about this. And they just gave us some notes. And that was pretty helpful in the process of uh, improving our garments. What is uh, the plan now with this dance clothing line? Are you going to develop more products, more gear? Or what, what are your plans, if you don't mind sharing that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we are developing our uh, fall winter collection now. It is coming in about a month. So this is in the development now. And we are also planning uh, already on the spring summer collection 218. So we are also pretty far on this one. And we are and we're in, in on so many projects and with so many people. It just, um, yeah, we just we just need the traction to 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 come forward. 
In the design business, how far in advance should you be thinking? Like you said, your spring line is going to be coming to. So are you talking about what do you think is the minimum amount of time you should give yourself if you're designing stuff like this for the next season? I think the minimum time is nine months. And the more time you've got, the better, because um, there is always something that doesn't fit or the print quality isn't good enough. And then you have to resample and it takes time and and, and it takes money. So you have to consider it. Oh, okay. Nine months. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I Because I'm always looking at when I see these ads for like, oh, spring collection coming, I thought we're yeah, not even, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I know it takes a planning. And like you said, you have to account for a lot of different things. So I saw somewhere, I don't know if it was on your site, but um, it must have been on your site about you accepting health plans for dance classes. Is that, uh, is that common in Germany? Is that you can use a health plan for dance classes? Uh, what do you mean health health plans. Oh, like health insurance. So how does that work? Like the payment that you take for the classes from your students, it sets something, unless I misunderstood that there, that um, the health plan would cover dance classes for students, or maybe I misunderstood that. And I thought that would be really cool because I think exercise obviously is, is very important in your health and dance is part of that. And so if a health insurance or medical plan can cover that as either therapy or as part of an ongoing health wellness thing. We don't have that in the U.S. It, it definitely yeah. doesn't it doesn't exist in the. Oh, I think it should, but you know. Yeah. So I was wondering about that. Is that the case in Germany? Um, it is the case, but not fully. Uh, so the health insurance is um, covering a part of um, of health expenses like dancing and um, gym memberships. So yeah, it is it it is pretty common and it is no problem to get this uh, for your kids or even when you're older. It's it's our German health system. Oh, that's great! And I think I think you that is that's really great. And I think here it's like partial and just kind of depend. It's it's crazy here anyway, as you know. (laughs) So it's a little bit different. So I've been to a number of studios, uh, and my experiences determine whether I go back or not. Even if the classes are good and I like some of the teachers, if my frontline customer experience when I check in is not so great, I most likely I don't come back because the experience was so bad. How do you train your staff and the people that help you? Do you have um, training that they go through? What is it that you expect from them? How is how has it that how has it been bringing people on and um, having them? operate at a certain standard because obviously you want excellent customer service you want an excellent experience for your students when they come in how do you go about that and also with your teachers too how do you train them to make sure that they're delivering in class you know being a good dancer isn't to determine whether um one teacher is good at dancing isn't so uh, isn't so isn't so difficult as uh looking at um personality and at his um how how can i say it soft skills kind of so um yeah and it, it starts at the front desk so um our 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 teachers always should uh, greet n- new students um and um smile to them be kind to them and just uh, show them around so so they can feel familiar and then 
and then uh, just take them to class and answer all, all questions the best they can. Are the teachers teaching all open level classes? The classes that you have, are they by levels or are they all open level? They are all, uh, they are by levels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then the teachers can focus based on the level. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about DMA Old Men Crew. Um, it was a project we did for the German TV, and um, it was um, it was us make up as um, old men, and we were also in the uh, we were also acting like old men, and we did our and we did a casting show for this, an an edition show, and we achieved to to be in the final. Yeah. I thought the makeup was done very well. I watched some of the videos and wow, I mean, you guys went yeah. all out with yeah, it, <laughs> it was pretty time. cool. Yeah. yeah. It took a lot of time. It was it was 5 hours so 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 about 1 hour for each person. So it was wow. a hell, hell of a work and we were sweating and waiting and we couldn't move for all the time and then uh, we just have to go on stage not really warmed up and deliver our, our performance so it wasn't easy but it was fun it was fun being in the role of an old man would you guys do that again yeah sure um actually we're doing um we're still doing old man shows till now so we have bookings for the old man shows and it's uh, it's actually pretty profitable where are you guys getting the bookings? What what um, demographic is popular, like, or what kind of sh- what kind of people are booking you guys that want you guys to perform? Um, all kind of companies, all kind of um, ball ballroom events, booths, and um, yeah, that's 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 kind of it. Yeah. So how do you balance that with a studio doing that? Like how did, how is that? I know your schedule is pretty full. So yeah. how do you balance all of that? <laughs> we have a lot of sub teachers that can uh, sub our class when we are out of the studio. So it's uh, pretty, pretty easy now. It wasn't back then, but uh, we figured it out with time. Now you're working on a show for a musical artist right now, right? You just got cast into something. You want to talk a little bit about that and what that process was like, and is that show com- coming up very soon, or how's that? How's that all going? So it isn't. It isn't a show, but um, it is a young artist from LA. Actually, his name is Jaden Boyson, and I'm kind of the background dancer crew. I got in kind of by by chance because uh one uh, one dancer which was in the crew already uh couldn't attend and then i liked a picture on instagram of the um the producer of the show and then he just and he just he just texted me wow <laughs> what an interesting uh <laughs> yeah. way that happened wow yeah, kind interesting. of lucky the, the blessing of social media. It could be a blessing or it so could it not is. be. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go into what I call the dance printer and quick step. And these are the three questions I'd like to ask at the end. Uh, the first one is dance style you haven't tried but would like to and why? Um, salsa and and what else? Tango Argentino. Mm, I'd like yes, to try this are... one. Some sensual moves and sexy and stuff. 
I like yeah, it. those those are two great dance forms. Definitely yeah. on my list as well. Yeah. Who who is your favorite dancer or choreographer and why? I think both Brian Puspos and Ian Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Because they they are doing a lot of detailed stuff and they are also uh, besides of dancing they are or and they are acting, doing music and uh, also doing clothing so so I am looking up to them kind of. Did you follow them when they were part of Most Wanted Crew? Did yeah, you sure, know about them? When... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. you did. I watched the shows, yeah. So did you watch them when they were on America's Best Dance Crew? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, so so you're familiar with all the members of, of the crew then, right? Yeah, 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 I am. Okay, because I used to take class with – I've taken class with Ian Eastwood, uh, gosh, a couple years ago. It was when right. Kinja's Dojo was still yeah, yeah. opening up. Actually, what happened was that um, one of the Kinjas taught, and then afterward, Ian Eastwood taught. And so, of course, the choreography was fast and difficult, but it was so much yeah. fun. And then um, I used to take class quite regularly from um, J.P. Goldstein, who's ah, who was cool. also part of Most Wanted. Yeah, and Ricky Cole, who taught at the studio that I go to sometimes. So nice. it's interesting to you know to see all these people that you know that the dance community it's big, but then it's not because everybody's yeah, kind of you know knows somebody that knows somebody. So I'm not surprised that you like those guys. They're amazing. They are. They're amazing. Yeah. And they the really last are. question is: They are. What is the dance style that currently describes your day and why? Today, I yes. feel like um, <laughs> not really dance style, but I feel like yoga. Oh, I love yoga. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chilled and relaxed. I feel like yoga today. And do I, you do yoga at all on a regular basis by chance? No, 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 no. I have no time. I would love to, but I have no time. But maybe I should. It will help your dancing, gar- yeah. guaranteed, for sure. I mean, you're a pretty good, you're a pretty awesome, actually, dancer already. <laughs> but you. it's got to give a, you are. And I, you know, I've watched your videos and, and um, it's awesome the way that you interpret music, your, your musicality. And if you do yoga, it will help bring another dimension to your movement and as well as make your body do things that you thought could you couldn't do so i'm a high i'm i'm speaking from experience just because it's helped me so much so much but anyway if you can fit it in i highly recommend it i will try i will try for sure so if you want to find out more about damien and his dance company his dance crew his clothing brand you can check out the show notes and i will link these websites, which are dma-dancecenter.de, or you can also go to, and you can also go to dance-aware.com. So check him out, check him out on Instagram, check out the videos. I think you're going to like the choreography and the entertainment and everything that you see. Damien, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed having you. Thank you, Annette, for your time. I'd like to invite you to continue this conversation and join me in my private Facebook group, The Dancepreneuring Collective. Send me a direct message via Facebook and I would love to add you and get to know you better. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving it as well as get your name out on a future session of The Dancepreneuring Studio. 
Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.